Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, we just discussed Tremaine Edmonds going into the final year of his deal. So is Dawson Knox. Uh Jordan Poyer. We know that he has his contract situation lingering out there. You now have Ed Oliver going into the fourth year of a deal that did they did pick up the fifth year option. Aaron Donald <laughs> of the LA Rams signed a three year, $95 million contract tweak, if you will, of his contract. Oh, he is a unicorn. I get it. Yes. But that is a monster deal for that particular position. And we all know how this works with positions. Yes, somebody sets the market. I'm not suggesting Ed Oliver is going to get more than Aaron Donald. But now you have to start thinking about where it goes with Ed Oliver and how you navigate Jermaine Edmonds, Dawson Knox, Jordan Poyer, and others who will be coming up. Well, let's rank them. And I'll give you my rankings first, and then we'll take your rankings. So let's put the four of them in the same category as players who the Bills probably want to keep, but also might not be able to afford all four. I would say this ranking for our what we would do or what we think the Bills would do. Let's say what we would do, not what we think the Bills would do. What we would do, if we were Brandon Bean, how we would do it. I'll say let's list the four, and I would say in order of, ooh, this is tough to do because you're going to be saying a player is four that is a really good player. I'm going to say that the most important player of the four guys that we mentioned to re-sign is Ed Oliver. He's my number one. Number two is Dawson Knox. Number three is Tremaine Edmonds. Number four is Jordan Poyer. I think Jordan Poyer is a better player than Tremaine Edmonds and maybe, and actually probably a better player than Dawson Knox. But when you talk about the money that that guy probably wants and you talk about his age, I don't know if they're going to want to spend a long-term contract on him. I think if you could keep all four, you certainly would like to do that. But I would say Ed Oliver is the biggest priority, followed by Dawson Knox. Tremaine Edmonds, just based off of the way that they talk about him, I know how polarizing he is. But every time they talk about Tremaine, they make it feel like he's the leader of the defense. He's the face of that side of the ball. And Jordan Poyer is the same way. It's just... This is something we've been talking about for a long time here. I think Jordan Poyer is a damn good player. I think if the Bills could sign him for like two or three more years, then they should do it. I just think he probably wants an even longer contract than that. So if this is how we would do it, right? Not Mm -hmm. what we think the Bills would, right? I would agree with you that Ad Oliver would be number one um, because I just think that he's very he's special. He's unique. He's a unique talent. Um, I think Dawson Knox should be number two because of what he means to Josh Allen in the offense. Number three, Jordan Poirier, simply because of his age. 
right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's you know what you have to take into account here. And then number four, Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's much more replaceable than anyone on this list. I think they have a couple of linebackers like a Tyrell Dotson, another special teams guy we didn't talk about before about yeah. how important he is because he can play both, you know, Mike and Will. But man, what are we doing here? Like this is like Yahtzee. Just shake this stuff up and roll it out and see what number it lands on, right? Because yeah. I could I could put all these in different orders. Because I'm gonna say this, Matt. I think it's gonna be challenging to keep out Oliver. I think Ed Oliver is gonna want mega money based yeah, on what Aaron Donald got. And to be quite honest with you, do you see the Bills playing a, a paying a guy? It's a rotation what they use on the defensive mm-hmm. line. As good as he is, could they justify paying what could amount to like quarterback money essentially for Ed Oliver? I just can't see it. And I think Dawson Knox is not he's gonna he's gonna make some money, but tight end is yep. not wide receiver in the it, when it comes to contracts. David Njoku, yes, he got a really nice deal. What are we talking about for Dawson Knox? I think you could afford, I think you could pay Knox and Poyer together what Ed Oliver might want to cost by himself. And that's why I think eventually. Ed Oliver could be la- the odd man out, but even though that's three seasons down the road, yeah. because he has two left on his deal. Yeah, that's a good point, and it's funny because as we listed those four guys, I think the most likely to be here long-term or at least sign a next contract is Dawson Knox. Right. I, that, I don't really. know. You know, I just feel like he is such a perfect fit for the Bills offense, and it really does kind of fit the whole grassroots, like draft, develop, sign. I think that he's going to be here for a long time. I think the David Njoku contract was an overpay, but I feel like that's the way that things are trending. I think that if you could sign Dawson Knox to a similar contract, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I also think the Bills would probably be interested in that. And you're right. I mean, Ed Oliver's definitely not going to get Aaron Donald's money or anything even close to it, but he's going to want a lot of money. The Bills might luck out because Ed Oliver's just flatline stats aren't super impressive, but his play on the field is. So we know how important he is. He knows how important he is. But if you just looked up his football reference page and you're like, oh, like this is how many sacks he had. This is how many tackles he had. Why are we talking about this much money for that guy? That might ultimately benefit the Bills because the stats don't jump off the page, but his presence certainly does. And yeah, the Jordan Poyer one strictly comes down to you made a very good point though. You I almost feel like I need to switch my list because of the point you made. Like you can certainly go out into a draft and find a linebacker and be like, okay, we're gonna plug that guy in and we're gonna be okay. Jordan Poyer has meant so much to the team. So I almost feel like your list is better than my list. Well, look, I mean Jordan Poyer has meant so much, but part of that is having Micah Hyde next to him as well, right? And Micah Hyde mm-hmm. has two years left. He's the only all first team all pro. The, you know, on the entire team, Jordan Poyer, uh, Micah Hybate, second team All Pro. This is going to be tough. And then look, after this season, Gabriel Davis can start renegotiating if he wants to be oh, after his third year. I mean, there are going to be some tough decisions coming up. Devin Singletary is going into the last year of his deal. Not suggesting they need to go out and pay him necessarily. I don't think they eventually will. But you know, there's a lot of decisions that are going to be coming up for for all these guys. So you know, we'll see where where, where it shakes out. Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550. Matt Bove, WKBW Channel Seven sports director. It's always game day in Buffalo. Matt, let's wrap up with um, something fun here. I just thought of this. I wanted to ask you. We're playing in the Bills media golf outing on Wednesday. <laughs> so by the time people hear this, this might already be over. We don't know, right? Um, the Bills started this back in, I think the first year was 2018. It's the first year they did it. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah, it okay. feels like it's been, a, it's been a couple of years for sure. 18 and then 19. And then we didn't mm-hmm. do it because of the pandemic in 20 or 21. So it'll be the third year. And what happens is Bill's it's PR start, basically it's seven, has 
Yeah, 17 or 18 was the first year. One of those two. I don't know for sure. That that McDermott was here. I don't remember them doing it the first year they were here. That's why. I thought it was 18. So I only remember playing with David Cully and Terrence Gray in my group. That's why I say that. I don't remember. Maybe there was somebody else I played with and I can't remember. But so let's say this. You know what? Might have been 17. I think I did. I think I did play in seven. Did did I play? Dave Wheat's no longer with the organization. I think I might have played with him. All right. So here's the point I'm making. They do this. It's it's basically, hey, media, we want to build relationships here. You play golf in a foursome with people from the organization. Everyone from Brandon Bean to Sean McDermott. And this year, and coaches and front office, this year, it's players as well, apparently. Players are playing in this. So, Matt Bove, I am taking Josh Allen off the table. Taking him <laughs> okay? I don't care if the guy, if you don't know anything about the guy's golf game. Who would be the most fun player to play with on the Bills roster for you for 18 holes of golf for four hours? Tredavious White. But I have to take the injury yeah. aside. Like I he yeah, probably they, can't golf. No. But Tredavious White. It's okay. Tredavious White for five minutes is the most entertaining human yes. on the planet, let alone I for four it. and a half hours. I can't imagine some of the stories that he would say or some of the jokes that he would make. Some of my favorite memories in the locker room are directly tied to Tredavious White and his antics that he would pull. And it wasn't even stuff with the camera around. Like when the camera's around, he knew how to turn it on and he knew how to have a good time, whether it was, you know, sticking a hockey stick into the face of that Oliver or a glove and pretending that it was a microphone. But just some of the things that that guy would say are just so unbelievably funny. So from a strictly entertainment standpoint, I would say Tredavious White, is very high on the list. From a golf standpoint, I think Jordan Poyer is probably pretty high because he is now a single-digit player, and he has poured a ton of time and effort into his golf game, and for good reason. That's been very well documented. He talked about how he was drinking every single night after the wild card loss to Houston and how golf really helped save his life because it found him in escape when it wasn't football season that he could pour his passion into. So he's very clearly one of the better golfers on the team. Um, I think the perfect blend, this isn't a player, but Brandon Bean's a good golfer. Brandon Bean will never talk about it like with a camera on because he's a pretty humble guy. Brandon Bean's a really good player. So he's a fun guy. Probably entertaining to play with as well, to be quite honest with you. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that. Yeah, Brandon's a fun guy. Brandon knows how to be the professional that he is, be the general manager of the team, but he also knows how to, you know, relax and be, you know, just another one of the guys on the golf course. Um, on your note of how I think Tredavious is a great answer. I think the same note, I might choose Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, that's such a good one too. Those are the two. I mean, those are two neck and neck, right? (laughs) You'd have to have so much fun with Isaiah on the course. He'd have me dying and laughing. You know, uh, I thought about a guy like Jordan Phillips because I think like he'd have his shirt off and you know, he'd be, he'd be like, I one time like he might hit one shot and we'd be, throwing high fives and then I might make a bad shot. He might want to beat me up. I really don't know what to get from him. Like, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, I think you're right. To add on, to add on to what you said. Yeah. Yeah. To to add on to what you said, I think if you can get Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis, then it's, Uh, that's the winner. That's the home run because like, I know the bills have posted videos and stuff over the years of those two going back and forth at it. They are so entertaining when you put them together, like they, 
act like they can't stand each other, but they're ultimately just like two of the best friends ever. I did a story with Gabriel Davis. I was down at his house in Florida in the off season. And at a couple different points in the day, he called Isaiah McKenzie and it was, he was just lighting him up. He was like, Isaiah, we're out here working out today. He's like, I'm sure you're probably just eating Chick-fil-A and playing Xbox. He's like, I'm working to get better because I haven't signed my next contract yet, but it's nice to see that you've mailed it in now that you've got a new contract and stuff. And one of my favorite things was I asked Gabe, I was like, who has the best hands on the team? And he was like, every person on this team would try and say that they've got the best hands. I think I have the best hands. Isaiah would tell you that he does, but there's a reason he never gets thrown the ball. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. I, can't, I was like, what a savage comment. But yeah, that's the relationship that they have. Throwing them under the bus. Yeah, there's some really good good characters. I think that would be really fun to play golf with, no doubt about that. We also, by the way, uh, a couple of us in the media, when you weren't there, watch him when you would have been involved in this conversation i'm sure matt we talked about who we'd least like to play with but i'm not going to reveal any names here on this <laughs> podcast on who would be the not most fun person to play with on the buffalo bills maybe we'll do that someday but in the meantime yeah for sure. thanks for uh thanks for joining us on it's always game day in buffalo um matt tell everybody what you got going on over at channel 7 wkbw so every night you can catch us five six eleven o'clock always on wkbw.com Got a lot of different things in the works right now, getting ready for mandatory minicamp like we all are. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break from football. And then it's going to just be, you know, all in on training camp once we get to July. I'm literally jumping off this recording and jumping on with Shopin' the Bulldog because that's the life right now, right? You just got to tell everybody what's going on, uh, you know, at, tra- at uh, minicamp or OTAs and things like that. So you can hear me on WGR 550 weekdays, of course. Follow me at on Twitter at Sal Sports and all the coverage that you want there. But more importantly, subscribe, download this podcast, subscribe to it, please. Throw us a nice rating. We'd love it. A nice review. We'd love that as well. We appreciate everybody. It's Apple iTunes. It's Spotify. It's Google Podcasts. Wherever you pod, you'll find it's always game day in Buffalo. Matt, till next time, buddy. Have a uh, great few days, great week, and we'll catch up with everybody and have a new episode out soon.